Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, and we are back talking about Avengers versus the X-Men. Um, and another uh, issue of the new Avengers written by Bendis, uh, where, but a totally different topic. We're not going to be concerning ourselves with Spider-Woman, Luke Cage, or Hawkeye. Instead, we're going to be dealing with the Illuminati, the group of uh, mm-hmm. super incredibly smart people who joined forces to direct the world. Uh, until Captain America to cause Planet Hulk, and until Captain America found out about it and busted it up or something, some, some bad mm-hmm. shit happened. No, 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 yeah, I think. I mean, it just I think it's that. Um, I mean, I haven't read the original miniseries a long time, but I think it's just that Planet Hulk happened. Oh, okay. They're like, hey, we shouldn't have Hulks on the planet. Let's let's throw them into space. Hey, you know, sounds like a good plan to um, me. It it uh it's it results in a very funny comic. Um, the uh. So Professor X wasn't around during that time when they sent, uh, he was part of the Illuminati, but he wasn't around for the decision to send Hulk into space. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the world war Hulk, uh, crossover event, the X-Men miniseries, which is just the Hulk fighting three teams of X-Men. is kind of great. Okay. <laughs> um, is him to try to him trying to get to Xavier just to say, if you had been there, how would, how would little bald man vote? <laughs> <laughs> and and Xavier being like, well, I would have voted. I wouldn't have voted to send you into space. And that's basically it. I mean, uh, he would have totally voted really to, send, silly. to send the Hulk to space, though. Like we all know that. <laughs> Who wouldn't? He's dangerous as hell. Yeah. But the uh, the it's it's pretty fun comic because it, it if it, it's like all the all the X Men. It's like a small group of X Men, then a slightly bigger group, and then all of them. That's right. Uh, and it's just a big fun fight. That is really so. funny. Um, that's all I know about the Illuminati. Uh. And we're going to get into this issue of New Avengers number 29. The cover is just basically like, hey, here's Dr. Strange, Iron Man, uh, Mr. Fantastic, Professor Xavier, and Captain America on a, on a cover, on a comic book cover. Real basic stuff. Yep. Vibin. Yep. Um, the idea here, so uh, we start off here. It always takes the first page of my comics to a second to load. Okay. <laughs> it drives me nuts. But we're starting off with a flashback. Yes. Uh, to the invaders, uh, which is Captain America's weird, like just absolutely random team. That was him, Bucky, Namor, and two human torches. Yes, uh, human the human torch and Toro is little buddy. It's wild to me that one World War Two for us in uh, the Marvel universe. It's wild to me that they just called themselves the invaders. Seems a little <laughs> seems a little on the nose. Well, what's what's Namor doing there? Like Namor, uh, you know, God level power, Bucky. Guy, you know, guy takes pictures guy from new york <laughs> yep. uh, silly ass team um and we're, we're gonna get, see them fighting you know the red skull um and basically this is all just to show us that namor and captain america are not just friends we're brothers uh because they yes. they have all punched the same kind of person before together so that that gives you that bonding experience that you need you know that right like if me and you punch the yeah. same guy we're brothers like i don't we're not eskimo oh, brothers because yeah. we haven't had sex with the same chick but we're i don't know what punching no. the same guy is well if we punch the same person you know we're we're irish brothers <laughs> sure the the <laughs> okay call it <laughs> irish brothers uh, <laughs> uh captain america's feeling nostalgic about this um as iron man walks in uh he they've set up a uh he's set the the contact series he set up a meeting of the illuminati uh he you know did the illuminati signal or however they get everyone together. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Ironically, it's, you know, it's, it's just a pic- it's just a picture yeah. of a bat in the sky. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is safe in this universe. What are you going to get, Batrock? Like, um, <laughs> the idea is he wants Namor to get here and talk to Amanda Man. Yeah, uh, here, and we get this this issue that's just dialogue. It's just the different Illuminati members showing up in turn and, and chatting, but it it's good, you know, because they're chatting about. They don't seem like idiots. Yes. You know, um, basically. And there's some, you know, I think Bendis is really good at this kind of stuff. Uh, conference room uh, writing mm-hmm. um, where you do, you just have some people sitting around and they're talking. Um, like, you know, Captain America is a little bit like, you know, we, you guys never should have built this in the first place. And he's like, you you just did this. You you just called a secret meeting to decide the fate of the world. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, and the running thread through this is like nobody but Captain America believes that Namor is going to show up. Um <clears throat> and so as they're having that conversation, him and Iron Man, Dr. Strange shows up and says, um, yeah, that's not going to happen. He will not come here, but I will, I will hang here for yeah. a little while to see if that does happen. Um, yeah. Worth a try, but it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, uh, at this point, uh, Xavier walks in, you know, and says, you know, says he, he might, um, Iron Man is like, Hey Xavier, what'd you do to those kids? <laughs> Uh, you know, they go to your school, they all go nuts. Uh, again, cannot stress enough that they have not gone nuts at this point. Not at all. Um, not at all. You guys tried yeah. to kidnap like my children. Like it's, it's essentially Xavier's point of view. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't say that here cause he's at rapidly trying to distance himself from Scott Summers, but he's, <laughs> this is a notes app. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Basically, <laughs> being like, I, in my, my relationship with Scott Summers has been exaggerated. <laughs> like, I just hired the man. I just hired him. After that, that was it. Um, we took, uh, we took all serious. We took all reporting of any serious crimes very seriously. Um, yeah. Yeah, but Activision Xavier. It's um, it's it's very funny because you know Tony's like it's a joke, and Xavier's like, no, it's not. Like I can read your mind, and he's like, you shouldn't do that. And he's like, I shouldn't, but I am, and all of you believe that this is my fault. Like, and I'm just really like that like casualness of Xavier being like, you know, you guys may even be right, but no, like the, the dude's a grown ass man. Like he's he's making his own yeah, decisions. Yeah. I have tried to talk to him. Yeah, th- this is yeah, this is good. This is good stuff in general. You know, and they're like, why don't you use your brain and shut him down? And it's like, why don't you use your infinity gems, you dick? Exactly. Like, I, I'm way here for angry Xavier. You know? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're basically saying we don't do, you know, we're not going to use the uh, the infinity gems. Reed Richards comes in and it's like, yeah, we're definitely not doing that. Um, I like this little bit where he's like, Dr. Richards, Dr. Strange, and Tony being like, you guys love to call yourself doctor. I have three doctorates and you don't. And then be like Doctor Stark, <laughs> like I like I like Reed Richards in this a lot. Yeah, I do too. Um, um, this era of of Reed Richards too. If this is the Hickman era, like uh, Fantastic Four that I would the solve everything era. Yeah, is is really fun. Yeah. Um, uh, Reed Richards says they're not going to you know use the Infinity Gems. They're not going to use one uncontrollable cosmic force to fight another one. Um, and Captain America's like, nobody's even saying that. Like, nobody said it out loud. And Xavier again is like, it's you guys are all thinking it. <laughs> I can hear it in your yep. brain. Mm. um the uh you know so reed sits down starts fiddling with a doodad quite rudely um you know uh the horrible little bit here where he's like i'm surprised he decided to join us in the first place captain america's like he can surprise you and tony stark says so can a burrito i need ben to stop trying to make jokes because he's real bad at it yep. um and he's like you know i had that burrito last night surprising me now it's a little like diarrhea mucho beef grande dorito 
uh, burrito humor here in our in our comic. It's um from, from Tony Stark. It, it, it made me. It made it. It's more like Elon Musk than anything he's ever done in the comics. <laughs> Absolutely, like, yeah. Soaking a burrito is just like a, a horrible Elon Musk tweet. I uh, but Ben is writing jokes saying. too because he, he writes jokes in a way that like anybody like they sound like they could come from any single person as long as that person yes. was under the age of 18 like there's no character to them and i feel like a large part of humor is the person making the joke kind of inflecting it with their own flavor if you will um yeah and it just does not come off that way they're just like these pure pure like sanitized like every like every man quote unquote like it's it's just a it's a fart app of jokes is what is the way i feel yes. Bendis right sometimes and that's not all of his writing or anything it just really comes across and stuff like this uh just sticks out um tony picks up on yeah. xavier saying like oh you talked to scott like what did he say and he's like i'm not i'm not making fun like what did you did he say did he give you anything we can work with uh and xavier goes kind of on this lengthy routine of saying like you know my only goal was to get the entire world to see mutants as equals and scott was my first student and like now he seems to be going against everything that we have taught him and then go and they seem to be abusing one another um and just he can't even finish it he's just so upset about this like he breaks down it looks like he breaks down in tears yeah he's very upset yelling everybody you know i like i might have to kill my son at this point you're all blaming me um you know i want him to remember what i taught him uh and then i like this he he storms out uh and he's like and i get this room full of you with all of your demons blaming me and it's you know it's one of those good good points uh for all of the horrible thing this group has done including uh planet hulk yeah in you know with this very crew but none of the none of these people are innocent you know you're one hank pym away from ultron but it's not like tony hasn't done some pretty fucked up shit exactly you know the arms dealer things like that um and then after xavier leaves uh you know reed richard says i understand him like if this is one of my family this would be tearing me apart and Steve questioned him. He's like, where are you on this? And Reed Richards has unsurprisingly like a nuanced take of like, you know, at what cost, like at all of this stuff, like I'm still playing catch up. Um, This isn't Galactus. This isn't an alien invasion. They are allies and they are fixing things like, you know, at this point they haven't done anything until we keep poking them with a stick and maybe they'll lose control, but they haven't yet. And that's tomorrow's problem. And of course, Steve hates this, but Reed Richards is like, yeah, look, I'm, you know, we're still, I'm still researching this <laughs> stuff, but like crime is down. Like, did you guys notice? Yeah. <laughs> like you should, you should understand this. Like, you know, he's like, oh, they're going to lose control. And he's like, listen, you know, uh, it already happened. Like the, they are already doing the thing. The good is already happening. Uh, you know, are you upset that they're doing this, that they might lose control or that they're making a world no place for you in it. Yeah. Um, I wish this uh, crossover explored that more, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, cause this is, this is a classic, you know, do superheroes change the world by punching or by, uh, fixing things story. And the idea of Captain America and Iron Man is these dinosaurs who can't let like, go of the punching is really interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I know, I think Scott said something about that to this effect, but they, they don't really reckon with it um the uh and read at this point says and listen like if they do f- make the world a better place that's because of you tony like you split the phoenix force you know that might be like the accident that created penicillin you know that might be better than anything you've ever done on purpose 
Like if things get better, take some pride in that, you know? Uh, and he's leaving as he's leaving. They're like, you know, are you ready for things to just be this quick and this unnatural? And he's like, I don't know what natural means. You know, like I, again, I, I really like all the Reed Richards stuff in this. Me too. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a fake word, you know, basically, yeah. but I am ready for humanity to take the next step. Uh, and he takes, he takes what takes a step out. Um, the, uh, Iron Man's like, did you catch where he said this was all my fault? Uh, I, I didn't get that. Uh, you know, from this, he said that like <laughs> you maybe made it so the Phoenix would be split and they could do all this good. Mm-hmm. But it also means that if they do, yeah. if they do go bad, that it is ultimately Tony's fault. Like I could see, yeah. I could see Tony absolutely interpreting it that way as opposed to the other way, um, regardless of the way that Reed actually meant, meant it. Um, and knowing Reed, yeah. he probably meant to say the, the, the thing out loud and then say the quiet thing underneath. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dr. Strange having done nothing during the entire issue leaves. Uh, Iron Man's about to leave. He's trying to get Captain America to come with him because Namor's not coming. And Captain America goes, hey, the same way Reed has numbers, I've got numbers. We can't win. You know, uh, we have, this is our only hope is to, to talk to one of them because we're not going to fight them down. Um, you know, uh, he refuses to leave. So Iron Man, uh, Iron Man takes off yep. uh, there. And uh, after he leaves, Namor shows up. Because of course he does. Of course. It'd be really anticlimactic if he didn't. <laughs> um. And, you know, Namor was hanging out. He, you know, basically heard this entire thing, but he wanted to ensure that it wasn't a trap. And Captain America's like, I wouldn't do that to you. Um, and Namor's like, yeah, but you're definitely here to try to get me to put a shirt on. And that's way worse, in my opinion. And I don't, <laughs> I don't, don't appreciate it. I'm nipples yeah. out. I'm, I have the Phoenix Force yeah. and I am nipples out 24-7, 365. I've got to appear in Paradise Killer too. <laughs> uh, you, you can't, uh, I, had to, I had to get used to never having my torso shorn uh he basically does exactly what you think you would say like you're an avenger and you're my brother and a soldier you have to help us um and he's like you know before i was all those things i was a mutant and a king we're making things better you keep resisting this uh and if you're resisting this what have you even been fighting for you know all these years like this is the thing again i've given you your dream and he says i've been fighting against people who put themselves before others not what's happening Again, central conflict of this fucking thing. Uh, who think of themselves as a superior race. Like, that, that is true. Uh, and he's like, you know, it looks like I'm still doing it. You know, I, just, just to get back to that same argument and to not make you say it again, because I know you, you feel uh, maybe a little shy about constantly repeating it. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking stupid. When, like, show me the time, other than maybe Colossus in the last, in that issue of Wolverine X-Men number 14, where they have done this. Where, like, they have given yep. the Avengers any reason for concern. Like, when, like, they already, like, you, they already had Utopia. Like, so they made Utopia better. Maybe that's, like, they built a cool house, right? Like, yeah. I mean, and Captain America can't have that. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> needs to live in a single family, Brooklyn single unit dwelling. Like, <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn Brownstone or a shotgun shack. I mean, from World War II. But it's not like they've built a throne for themselves. It's not like they've asked people to worship them. It's not like they have created a slave race of, of workers yeah. to, to build machines that they're going to use to subjugate other planets. And like Reed Richards says, like, maybe the worst is yet to come, but we haven't seen any of that. And it's just really frustrating for Captain America of all people to be like, well, it could happen you know it could, it could yeah, happen. maybe like i don't know man like I, you didn't do it <laughs> like this same thing the exact same thing happened to you in the 40s and you didn't go bad like <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think maybe we were supposed to uh, a point that was i think supposed to be a uh, a turning point 
Let's do things. One, I think that we're supposed to be uh, so enamored with like gen uh, or uh, uh, Avengers loyalty. You know that we're just like, oh, he's locking up Avengers. That's a that's a bridge too far automatically. The second thing is, I think it was supposed to be a really shocking thing when they're like, hey, no more war. Like you guys don't get to fight wars. I think we're supposed to think that's bad because that's when the Avengers were like, whoa, this is super fucking serious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe we're just two 2021 pills where we're like, you know, that's awesome, actually. Yeah. Uh, no, that's you know, actually the really God great. Want to stop us from shooting each other? <laughs> that's great because fewer people die. Yeah, if you guys want to say like, you know, um, did no more AKs? Like, I'm down with that. <laughs> like, let's let's go down the alphabetical list. No more AKs. No more Avengers. No more war. <laughs> like, it would, t- it would take the Phoenix Force to get gun control in this country. God, Jesus Christ, seriously. Uh, you know, um, so the uh, basically they you know, they they continue to kind of talk. Nothing really happens here. No. Um, you know, he's like, you should have had a trap ready. You know, it's good. You know, I'd never do that. That's why I'm not taking you in, you know? And then he's nostalgic. Who knew there would be one day we'd be fond of, uh, those days of that horrible war. And, and, um, the other notable thing here, and I think this is probably specifically here to shut up, uh, really obnoxious nerds on the internet. Uh, Namor says, uh, you know, I know that you feel this way, that we're brothers. Um, and that's why. Uh, I came alone, and that's why I haven't betrayed the trust of this group. Because I'm sure, like, the nerds on the internet are like, well, he's, he's in the Illuminati. He should tell Scott about the Illuminati, or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's and that's really it. Like, Namor leaves, and, you know, Captain America is just there. This is, I, I, I get real frustrated, um, and this is just me being spoiled by having decades of comic books available to me in, like, really easily digestible trade paperback format. Um and mm-hmm. a lot of times these messy crossover events are just not that because of publications and things like that, publication dates and all this stuff. But like going from this Namor um, to immediately in our next issue that we're going to cover for the podcast, AVX eight, him attacking Wakanda and killing millions of people, presumably <laughs> like it's, yeah. is a real turn for me. And I know they set it up in the previous AVX and all of that stuff, but like it's, a, it's tough to, for me to get a handle on some of these characters when like they're just treated so differently book to book to book. And it's really hard for there to be a through line of appreciation or character growth or anything when it's like here, you know, Oh, uh, Captain America, you're my brother. I, I trust you, but you should, you're on the wrong side. And then like five minutes later, like, is he on his way to Wakanda right now? <laughs> like, did he stop off? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, did he just make out with yeah. Emma Frost and be like, Oh, so there it's the Wakanda. Okay. And then like, stop here and be All like, right. what up? And then go immediately to Wakanda to yeah. flood the place. I, I would hear more about the old times and world war two, but I got an appointment. Yeah. Uh, you got an appointment too. You got to be there as well. Yeah, you need to show let's, up before let's me. Really? And, go fight. <laughs> yeah. and you're not a yeah. Phoenix. <laughs> you want to, do you want to take the same car? Or should I follow you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the, the it's a yeah, it's frustrating. It it's because the event's too big, you know, is is really what it is. Mm-hmm. Like this is this has like it's five architects or whatever and five writers for it. Yeah. So yeah, the the edit and editorial, the other person I put to blame uh, for that. Do you think if any, do you think if Captain America had the Phoenix Force, his little wing ear helmet wings would be on fire? Mm. Yeah. I'm fascinated with the, this the wings. And his being, two wing balls. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot of wings. I didn't realize yeah. he has so many wings on his costume because I haven't seen, I don't read a lot of Captain America comic books, so it's mostly MCU stuff and they did away with a lot of the wings. So, yeah. The, uh, the, the best wings for him was the 90s Captain America movie where uh, instead of making a, a little headpiece that had holes for his ears, it just had rubber ears on the outside. Oh, perfect. Great. Uh, it's very funny. <laughs> like, 
I had uh, forgotten that movie that's a horrible movie existed, exists. dude. Su- Man, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's surprising to me that there haven't been more think pieces about the weird '90s and late '80s Marvel mm-hmm. stuff, like that Captain America, the Nick Fury movie with David Hasselhoff. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's some. You know, there's there's some, a, the Punisher movie, the Dolph Lundgren uh, Punisher. I was just about to say that because I remember weird. watching that Punisher yeah. movie and going like, "What? What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> they, they were real weird. <laughs> like, this is very bizarre. Yeah. Um, man. They also there's uh, that movie uh, Doc Morbid, which is just they have the rights to Doctor Strange until the very end, and they just did a rewrite. Sure, why not? So it's a Doctor Strange movie, but they just changed the name basically. Man, do you remember the Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movies? Like, yeah, fucking yeah. dude. Crazy he, he pisses his name right yeah I bet he does In the fire, fire piss yeah, yeah I, I remember that uh yeah doesn't the doesn't the the, yeah. the flaming motorcycle no there's a flaming horse there's like an 1800s ghost rider that comes out on a on a horse on, that's on fire that movie yeah fucking bizarre fucking wild uh if you want to pay yeah. for me and gary to have a flaming horse you should go to patreon.com slash duck tv <laughs> donate some money every month to support yeah. us the network uh, a wide variety of podcasts both serious and comedic uh that will give you hours and hours and hours of entertainment uh, you should also rate and review the podcast tell your friends uh but more importantly come back every time we release an episode download it three times and listen to it four times uh we're gonna be back in a couple of days with avengers versus x-men 